Welcome to a Healing Peace Podcast. My name is Kimir Baker. I am the CEO and founder of J Intel, a nonprofit organization that bridges the gap between faith-based and therapeutic resources. Being an overcomer, visionary, and God's creation, I empower women with their emotional wellness and intimacy with God to live abundantly. In this podcast series, we reveal that our wellness is not just physical health, but includes mental and spiritual health. True health and well-being include all three aspects. We transform our lives when we care for our mind, body, and spirit. Welcome back. How are you doing? How has spring been treating you? I know for us, we received our heat wave early this season. Whew, that heat. Also, I want to shout out to those who listen to our little old podcast from iTunes Podcast, Pandora, Amazon Music, and Spotify. We see you and want to say thank you for supporting our show. This also leads to our wonderful PSAs. Please subscribe to our channel wherever you listen to podcasts. If I did not shout out your platform, please note that we are everywhere. After you subscribe, leave us a positive review and tell others about us. These small acts allow us to reach more people with this incredible information for emotional wellness and healing. Now, back to the show. If you have been listening to us these past several weeks, you know that we began digging into purposeful living. How do we do it and remain motivated in the process? We kicked off this segment by examining Abraham's journey. Then we had a great guest on the show, Marcia Cole, who shared some great insights for living purposefully. If you have been with us for a while, you know, yes, you do, that this episode is our wonderful tools and tips, where we highlight 10 tips or tools that we can implement in our everyday lives. And this episode will surely not disappoint. I have so much great information. I'm just going to jump right on in. Yes, I am. All right. Now, to be purpose driven requires healing and embracing your story for impacting others. In this healing stage, you're getting to a place where you're loving yourself and placing yourself in a position to hear God's voice. Unfortunately, when we are immersed in our pain, our pain creates a loud voice that pushes out the voice of God. I loved how Marcia shared this aspect of her journey. Thus, tip number one is to identify the loud voice that's competing with God. How do you do this? Simple. Spend about 15 minutes sitting still. I know this may be hard initially. As you are in your still place, identify the situation or emotions that your body signals. For instance, I had a moment in my life where every time I slowed down, I would think about a specific friend. I would tell myself, huh, well, that's odd. Why am I thinking about this person? 
she passed away a long time ago. For those who have been listening for with me for a while, you know that I spoke about a dear friend, a childhood friend who was murdered. And 30 years later, I finally received closure when someone on a different podcast reached out to me. Thus, in those moments of silence, the lingering of that unresolved pain resurfaces. Instead of brushing it off like I did, identify the experience and begin the process of healing. We've spoken numerously on this show on how to get started. Some quick tips just to bring it to the forefront. Journal. Find a safe friend to discuss your experiences. And lastly, and my favorite, which is seek additional help from individuals like therapists, counselors, social workers, those who have the tools to address the wound. Want support and guidance on your personal growth and development? Then pick up our personal growth and development workbook, authored by a Christian counselor and our JNTEL founder, Kimir Baker. The workbook provides a practical approach for emotional wellness by providing insights and prompts for journaling as well as prayer. This approach reveals the power of self-reflection and self-discovery while mending emotional wounds with the help of our Father. Pick up your 10 weeks of daily encouragement and practice transformation. Go to ahealingpeace.com forward slash store to purchase your copy. Moving forward. In the previous tip, I identified the two voices, the pain versus God. We want to get to a place where we can hear God's still voice. Therefore, tip number two is to get in God's presence. To complete this tip requires that you get alone time with God. You can be creative with this time by reading the Bible, praying, praising and worshiping him, and even doing artistic items. Maybe you can illustrate a scripture or you can sing through the Psalms. Be creative, but something where it's allowing you to spend time with him. Remember that God is not boring. So you don't have to be boring when you approach him. No, you don't. And of course, because I like to dig and get information out of people, I asked Marcia, I said, okay, if this is not our normal, how do we really get started in this situation? And she probably stated to start small and build yourself up. Do five minutes initially until you become used to spending time with God in this fashion. So like the key about building yourself up means that you're making effort towards the goal. Sometimes, yes it does, sometimes we fall into the trap of starting one day for five minutes and then we like, okay, I'm going to stop and then start next week for five minutes. Yeah, that's a terrible trap. And I will encourage and recommend you start your five minutes beginning of the week and set a goal that by the end of the week, you increase to seven minutes. It does not have to be a big leap, but you are making progress. And then lo and behold, that seven minutes become 10. That 10 becomes 15. Okay, you get the gist because sometimes I get just a little excited. Let's move forward. Let's move forward. In the continuation to build healthy habits, remain at Jesus' feet, which was our first podcast of this year. Yay! Thus, 
tip number three is to identify because we're trying to remain at his feet. So how can we remain at his feet? This tip number three is to identify or know the upcoming obstacles so you can navigate them while establishing your nose. Those nose, they're powerful, you know, and I really liked when Marcia brought this to our attention. She revealed that the enemy is going to attack. Yes, he does. But for us to establish a game plan before he comes so that we can overcome it. For instance, you just made a declaration that you're going to spend 30 minutes reading God's word. Then sure enough, the phone rings and it's your friend or your child that has an emergency. Another common situation is that you finally remembered to do something important that requires your attention. Like it was something you're supposed to do a while ago and you just forgot. And then boom, there it is. Right when you're supposed to be reading, it comes to your brain. And on both occasions, what happens? You get up or you move, you answer the phone, you tend to the matter. Usually it takes longer than you anticipate. Once you are done, you forget about reading the Bible and you never go back to your time with God. Yes, this happens all the time. Thus, planning means I will tell my friend that I am unavailable during these times of the day. Or you tell your child, if he or she forgets her backpack or his backpack, then they just gonna have to wait until you bring it. Or what about the situation where you remember something that and, and now it wants your attention? How about this? Take a note of it. Physically write it out, which helps your memory. Tell yourself that the item can wait another 15 or 30 minutes until you complete your time. And I'm going to be completely transparent here because I am not always successful when a supposedly important matter requires my attention. I've had many, many, many moments where I gave in to it and it ate up my time with God. Not only did it eat it up, but rarely completing the item produces the results that I'm trying to attain. Then what happens? Then all of a sudden I start beating myself up over it because I'm like, oh, I should have been spending my time. Right. Thus, sometimes just stick to your guns makes life a lot easier. Let's keep on moving. Tip number four builds upon the previous tips of hearing God's word. Marcia shared that being called to purpose required her to understand God's voice and her identity. She had to address the false identities that she developed over time. Thus, for tip number four, I am recommending that you re-listen to podcast episodes 117, 118, and 119, where we delve into releasing limiting beliefs. Our false identities are our limiting beliefs. Usually we have an experience that creates a wound in which we continue to live in it. We assume the limitations created by these false identities. Again, be transparent. I personally just re-listened to episode 118, Releasing Limiting Beliefs. I needed a reminder on shifting my mindset, moving beyond previous hurts, 
and giving my brain a sigh of relief. As I say this, I want to highlight the value of this little podcast show. Yes, I do. What we discuss will always be relevant. Therefore, like a Rolodex, scroll back and re-listen to address your current experience. I actually just realized that I am revealing my age by the Rolodex reference. If you know what that is, go ahead. Use us like a Rolodex. Okay, now let's keep on moving. Yep, number five. Now that you are shifting your mindset toward healthy emotional living, it's time to dig into your purpose. Marcia simplified purposeful living. She identified that we always live in purpose and we continue in that purpose when we share our story with others. I loved how she connected that our stories and pain help others. I'm going to say this. Yes, I am because you know how I love my little Bible. Actually, what she expressed, of course, does exist in the Bible. Yes, it does. See, in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 through 5, it states, Praise be to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our troubles so we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. As we heal, grow, and learn, God provides comfort. This same comfort we pour out onto others when they experience something similar. Thus, to make tip number five, tip number five, it is simply to pray. Mm-hmm. But we got some specifics in this prayer, though. As you're praying, ask God to provide an opportunity and the courage to share what you learn with someone. Now, after you pray and he provides the opportunity, please follow through with it. Inspire others on how to overcome and push through. Initially, you may think, oh, I can't do that. My my life, I don't got anything to share. Well, I'm going to tell you, yes, you do. Why is that? Because God can do amazing things through you. He loves working through us. He will provide the words and the courage to share his comfort. Um, right now, we just moving, moving, moving along. And as we delve into the remaining of the tips, we're going to shift a little bit because now we're going to discuss how to remain successful in our purpose. Now, the previous ones was to get us kind of in the mindset to remove those layers, those things that's hindering us to now. OK, we we ain't hindered no more. We, we standing up. But, you know, the longer you stand, the more things come at you. So how can we stay successful as we're moving forward in the purpose that God has provided? And so one of the things that I know happens as we're standing up, as I stated before, things get thrown at us. 
And in the process of those things getting thrown at us, sometimes we may want to throw in a towel. Yeah, we may want to say, mm, I'm done with this. I don't got to be doing all this crazy. And uh, I will be honest because apparently I like to be honest with you guys. I've had this experience numerously, especially with this podcast. Y'all, you're like, girl, why? I'm going to tell you why. Honestly, it does take work. Even though I love talking to you guys and I always tell you my business, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. And in the process of all the things that goes on behind the scenes, sometimes I can get kind of tired by it. And sometimes I have to like try to shift my mindset to remember this important fact, which is this podcast is here to help others. Mm -hmm. And in those times when I can't remind myself of this truth, God sends somebody to remind me just today. My mother told me, you do not know who has been impacted by your podcast. So you need to change your mindset about how much work it is. Mm -hmm. Thus, in all my good storytelling, let me go and give you the tip. Tip number six is to remain successful by remembering that who you are, your purpose, and your life experiences impact those around you. As you do this, you are forcing yourself outside of your thoughts and feelings while pushing yourself toward the understanding that your story is for God's glory. I will add that Marcia was preaching at this point. She also emphasized this understanding when she spoke about her brother's death. Yes, his death hurt her. And she needed time to process it. She spent the time to grieve and mourn and go through that process. However, in the end, she understood that his life and death will continue to impact others. Yes. Okay, I'm getting excited. We got some more stuff coming your way. Let's go on and get into this. Tip number seven builds upon our mindset to keep us successful in our purpose. As we fight not to throw in the towel or experience obstacles, remember that we are in a big fight. Even though I may feel like the world is on my shoulders or even may feel like the sky is falling, remember that no matter how much we get punched, <laughs> At the end of the day, God still wins the battle. Thus, I need to fix my mind on who God is and what he can do. For tip number seven, go ahead and find several battle scriptures that identify God's power. I recommend, and I mean I recommend strongly, keep Psalm 91 as your battle scripture. I also want you to keep a list where you identify previous victories to remind yourself of God's power. I'm going to go ahead and give you an example because you know I love my examples. I had a friend who had a bill due and had no idea how they were going to pay it. Lo and behold, someone informs them that you are due a refund. 
And what happens? She got that refund and paid her bill on time. Yes, go ahead. Write these things down. Why? Again, to remind us that it's a fixed fight. Yes, sometimes we just need some reminders because <laughs> you get sucked. And <laughs> you be like, oh, your eye gets swollen, can't see straight. But having these, having your battle scriptures, having these written down, you can go look at on the other eye and build yourself up and be like, guess what? Ha, you punched me in one, but I got the second one. Okay, now I'm getting a little silly myself. Let's keep moving on before you be like, girl, if you don't stop with your silliness, you know, sometimes I can't help myself. Okay, four, tip number eight. I initially did not connect the dots until Marcia brought this to the forefront and she discussed that being purposeful requires forgiveness. She identified that when we are not living in forgiveness, we allow people to force us to live in a powerless state. Why is that? When we're not forgiving others, we cannot hear or see clearly. Instead, we are living in a place of hurt and pain. On the other hand, when we forgive others, we free ourselves and the pain no longer has power over us. Thus, forgiveness provides the freedom for us to live in our purpose. We're not projecting our experiences onto others in a negative way. Instead, we can inspire others with our experiences. Therefore, tip number seven, identify relationships where you have not forgiven the person and work towards forgiveness. In your identification, you may need to forgive yourself. You may need to forgive yourself for past mistakes and hurts that you caused others. Now, how do we go through this process of forgiving others and ourselves? During the interview, I expressed that when we can forgive and learn from our experience, it is quite similar to going through grief recovery. In hindsight, I believe that the five stages of grief also represent the stages we go through to forgive someone. I believe they're intertwined because when we experience pain and hurt, we first grieve what we lost from the experience. For instance, I expressed before that I experienced a traumatic childhood. I believe that we all have some form of pain, emotional hurt, trauma. We've experienced it. Why life and people be doing crazy stuff to us? That's just the reality of being what in this life. Anyways, before I go off down that path of wandering, let me get back to my point. As an adult, I spent time with my therapist working through forgiving my abuser. It was a lot of work. But in that work, I understood that my experiences caused a huge loss. I lost the innocence of my childhood. I lost trust in others. I lost the understanding that I will be protected. And the list goes on. For you, it could be something smaller, like a close friend making harsh comments to you about your appearance or how you complete a task. 
She may have called you in a roundabout way stupid or fat or chubby or or just just saying some dumb stuff because you know we do that and sometimes we get a little too free with our mouths. But in that moment, you may experience the loss of having a safe relationship, the loss to confide in others, the loss of feeling secure about who you are and how you accomplish certain tasks. Thus, these experiences where you have to forgive someone usually include a level or element of loss. Therefore, like in the grief process, we know that, or you may not know, but I'm going to tell you, that we have five stages. Uh, I forget who it was, the doctor came up. These are usually the five stages we go through when we grieve. And these stages are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. I'm confident that I experienced all five of these stages as I come to terms with forgiving someone as I need to process the experience. At one point, I was in denial. No, this didn't happen to me. She did not say those things to me. Or I was just flat angry. I can't believe she said this to me. Who does she think she is? The bargaining. Well, if she said this instead or treated me like this, we wouldn't be here. Or depression. I'm extremely sad about where we are in our friendship or extremely sad for the pain that was afflicted upon me. Finally, I need to get to a place of acceptance. And that is, girl, yeah, she said it. She can't take it back. It's out in the air. In these five stages, we also can go through them at any time. We also may experience the same stage multiple times until we land in acceptance. In grief recovery, we learn to not cut off any stage. We learn to be patient with ourselves as we complete the stages. Therefore, as you process and work toward forgiveness, recognize that you're also grieving your loss in the experience. However, and I say however, ultimately, you want to get to the acceptance phase. Acceptance. In the acceptance phase, you deal with your denial or you dealt, past tense. You dealt with your denial, anger, bargaining, and depression. You may have spent time journaling or spent time with qualified individuals to help address this wound. For me, I went to a therapist and we worked through, we dug, and we pulled off them layers. Anyways, in the acceptance phase, you also no longer hold the offense against the person. You're not always pointing the finger and be like, this is what you did to me. No, yes, you did. You said this, you did this. to." You know how we can get sometimes. As I say this, I'm not saying that you agree with the wrongful behavior or that you think the wrongful behavior was okay. Instead, you no longer hold it against the person. In the acceptance phase, if you were the offender, You address the wound that you caused the other person. You take responsibility. Clean that up. There you go. And lastly, in the acceptance phase, you identify what you learned in the experience. Allowing yourself the freedom to grow from the experience 
relinquishes the power that it holds against you. I did talk a good minute on forgiveness and barely scratched the surface. I will say, in our personal growth and development digital workbook, we have a chapter about healing from loss and another chapter on steps to forgiveness. Our digital workbook provides journaling and praying prompts to help address the wound and shift our mindsets toward healing. So if you need a little little help to get started in this journey, go ahead and pick that up. And how can you do that? Well, I'm going to tell you. Go to a healing piece. That's a healing piece, all one word, dot com. And go ahead and pick up that digital workbook and start processing these emotions and feelings from the experiences that you've had. Okay, we're getting closer to that number 10. Yes, we are. We on number nine. We are still building. Overcome obstacles with spiritual weapons. Now, I do not know about you, but my first response is to try to overcome obstacles on my own. I don't know what I be thinking, but it's like, come here. Seriously, do you really believe you're going to fix this? Seriously, no, I usually do not. And that's why I was so excited that Marcia reminded me and reminded all of us to overcome our obstacles with spiritual weapons, which are reading, praying, fasting, praising and worshiping him. And again, as I I shared before, being creative, singing through Psalms, being creative, drawing through the elements of the Bible. All these things are incredible because it helps us to link in, sink in to God's power and not our strength. Mm-hmm. And can you believe it, you guys? Because I've been talking for a minute. We made it to tip number 10. Yes, it is. And as I talked about before in overcoming obstacles, at the end of the day, it's just life. Therefore, for tip number 10, with or without obstacles, our actions should lead us to chase God instead of purpose. Can you believe it? I gave you nine tips about being purposeful. All to say at the end of it all, don't pursue it, just pursue God. (laughs) You're probably like, why didn't you just say that in the beginning? Well, I wouldn't have had anything to talk about (laughs) for This wonderful time you've been listening. It also reminds me of the book of Ecclesiastes in the Bible, where Solomon does all this stuff talking about wisdom just to get to the end to say, fear God and keep his commandments. I finally understand his reasoning. And also, it pulls us all the way back to the very first lesson in this segment when we looked at Abraham because he could hear God's voice. God shifted his purpose. He moved. He did all these incredible things, but it was God who gave him his purpose. And at the end of the day, it is God who will give us our purpose and help us to impact other people. So you've made it through this wonderful segment. As for myself during this segment, one of the things that I realized is that our purpose is bigger than we think. Even in the simplest of our lives, 
we have the ability to impact others around us. Okie dokie. We made it to the end. Next week, we have a special episode because there's an extra Tuesday in May. So we're going to give you some extra fun tidbits, enjoyment. Until next week, enjoy your time and we will see you again.